Did you set your 2023 goals? Now you're doing it, but you're finding yourself bored. If your daily routines need a little pizzazz, a dose of magic, or some extra spunk, keep listening. This episode will teach you how to transform your routines into rituals, why that matters, and how to use rituals to make your goals go. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of planning or goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If that sounds like you, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, and business owner. I started this podcast to help hardworking women and high-achieving mamas plan and set goals playfully and lightly. Unlike pressure-filled approaches, Plan Goal Plan centers on what delights you to help you envision all the possibilities your future holds. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I'm going to guide you through practices that will help you plan for clarity, set goals for direction, and act with purpose and delight. Let's get started. I don't know if you all have seen this tweet that's been going around. It says something to the effects of, I just need 8 to 12 hours of alone time in the morning, and then I'm ready to take on my day. I had to look up where this came from, and I think the original author is Kevin Farzad, and I just want to give him a huge shout out for making me giggle, but also for tweeting something that resonates so very deeply with me. Not only do I think that I might need 12 hours of alone time each morning, if you sleuth on the internet and you check out what people claim that they're doing for morning rituals, you're going to find these like ridiculously intricate super long routines that I think could actually take 12 hours to complete. Y'all, rituals are magic. They are magic. But I promise you, you do not need 12 hours in order to create a ritual. In this episode, I'm going to explore the relationship between habits, routines, and rituals, and I'm going to help you decide which one you need. Do you need a routine or do you need a ritual? If you decide what you need is a ritual, then I'm going to explain how to create one and also explain to you why rituals are really helpful tools for making your goals go. Now, if you find this episode helpful and you want to dig into things a little bit deeper, you want a little bit more support, check out my 2023 goal setting workbook on plangoplan.etsy.com. There's a section on establishing rituals within the goal setting workbook. There's a whole lot more there. So check out plangoplan.etsy.com. Habits, routines, and rituals. Oh my. (laughs) So habits are actions that you do regularly that over time become unconscious. They become automatic. You do not think about them. Routines are a series of habits that are done together that are also automatic. You want them to be unconscious. You don't really have to think about it. You just do this, do this, do this. Rituals are routines with soul. A ritual should transform you. It should move you from one state to another. And unlike a routine, a ritual should invite presence or mindfulness. So you want a routine when you don't want to think about it. You want a ritual when you want to be intentional about it, or if you really want to infuse those actions with meaning. Okay, so let me offer a quick example. I struggled for a long time 
with doing the dishes immediately after dinner. If I wanted to do the dishes after dinner and I don't want to think about it, which by the way, I don't, then I need a habit. And if I'm going to string together that habit with other things, so once I'm done doing the dishes, I want to wipe down the counters. And once I'm done wiping down the counters, I want to go put some laundry in the washing machine. And I don't want to think about any of this. Maybe I want to pop in a podcast and I just want to go for it. I don't really want to think about it. I don't need this to have meaning. Then what I need is a routine. Now I could turn this into a ritual. If I decide that after dinner, what I really need to do is transform my kitchen from messy to ordered. I can transform this routine into a ritual by making myself present as I do it. So I might really want to pay attention to the way that the water feels when it hits my hands, the way that bubbles bubble up when I put dish soap on things. I might pay attention to the smell of the dish soap. In that sense, we're starting to transition this routine into a ritual. Y'all, I don't want my dishes to be a ritual. You might. I don't. I just want to get that stuff done. I really don't want to think about it and I don't really feel like I need to be present for it. <laughs> if you have something though that needs that, then you might you might need to transform it into a ritual to give it the magic that it needs. So if there are moments in your day or your week where you find yourself needing to transition from one state to another, then creating a ritual might help you. Here are some examples. If you find it difficult to turn your brain off at the end of the day, your work brain, you might need to have a work day close down ritual that will help you transition from employee to parent. Or if you set a goal to learn more about your kid's day, you might need something that transform you from individuals, individuals that have been going about your days separately. So your kids have been at school, you've been at work, now you want to connect as a family. So you need something that transforms you from individuals to a collective. Having a dinnertime ritual might be helpful. If you need to move from feeling scattered to being organized, creating a clear planning ritual might be just what you need. So how do you create a ritual? I'm going to walk you through three steps, which are name your transition or your transformation, create a clear beginning and establish a clear ending, and invite presence by evoking the senses. Step one, what state are you moving from and what state are you moving to? Let's go back to the morning ritual. If you are creating a morning ritual, you need to name what it is that you're transitioning. So if you're just transitioning from asleep to awake, that's going to guide the way that you develop your ritual. Now, let's say the problem is that you wake up and you are grumpy. You are a grumpy morning person. In that case, you might want to be transforming yourself from a state of grumpiness to a state of gratitude. So if you want to go grumpy to gratitude, how you create that ritual might be a little bit different if what you're trying to do is transition from asleep to awake. If you're struggling with naming what state you're moving from and what state you're moving to, simply just ask yourself, how do I want to feel at the end of this ritual? How do I want to feel at the end of this ritual? Let that guide you. The second step is to establish a clear beginning and end 
to your ritual. So I want you to have an action that initiates your ritual. This does not have to be complex. This does not have to take very much time, but you have to know what it is and you should choose something that moves you closer to the state that you want to end in. Here are some examples. If you're doing a morning routine, maybe it's something as simple as I want to take a sip of tea and that sip of tea ignites my ritual. Maybe it's lighting a candle. Maybe if it's a dinner routine or ritual with your family, it might be something as simple as everyone sat down. Maybe it's saying um, a prayer or grace. Maybe it is a question that you all ask each other. But you want to have an action that initiates your ritual. You also want to establish a clear ending. What is going to signify that the ritual is completed? This will give you closure. So again, this could be really simple. Maybe it's closing your journal. Maybe it's shutting off the light in the room that you're working on. But you need to have something that very quickly marks that you are done. So if you're creating an end of the day work ritual, maybe it's something as simple as shutting down your computer or locking the doors to your office. The third step to creating a ritual is one that invites mindfulness or presence. And you do this by evoking your senses or incorporating symbolic elements. So rituals should be an embodied activity. And what I mean by that is your whole body participates in a ritual. And by evoking your senses, you are going to add elements of sense, touch, sound, and taste that invite mindfulness. There are all sorts of different ways that you can do this. Again, like kind of going back to those opening things, maybe you light a candle, but you want to choose a candle that has a sense that scent that moves you to the state that you're that you want to be. For example, if you're trying to create a ritual to help you move through some of your wellness goals like exercising, you probably don't want to begin by lighting a candle that smells like salted caramel and makes you hungry every time that you light it. So you want to make sure that you choose senses that align with the state that you're moving to or that bring you closer to how you want to feel at the end. There's all sorts of different things that you can do. For example, my morning rituals are really designed to help me enter the day in a relaxed, peaceful state. I have anxiety and it is high right away when I wake up. And so I want something that's going to help me move me from an anxious state to a state of peacefulness, a state of calm. One of the senses that I evoke is the sense of touch. And I do this by using a very cozy blanket. So in my cloth where I'm recording this podcast right now, um, my cloth is my closet office that I transformed into an office during, during COVID. And I have the most fluffy, most soft blanket ever. And the first thing that I do when I start my morning ritual is to just curl myself up in this blanket and it creates this cozy, peaceful sense. So while my body in the morning wants to go, 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 go. This is something that's designed to create a cozy, soft, peaceful feeling. So make sure whichever senses that you choose to evoke that they align with the state that you're moving to. You also might add elements 
that are symbolic to you. If, for example, lighting the candle is symbolic of you lighting yourself up for the day, that element is not only an element of light, maybe of heat, right? But you might have a symbolic meaning to it that this helps remind you of. So after you have established what state you're moving from and what state you're moving to, after you've set a beginning and a clear ending, and after you have evoked your senses to help create a sense of mindfulness, I want you to think about a few other things. I want you to consider how long you want your ritual to usually take because you might have several different activities that you do within that ritual and you need to decide how long is this going to take. You might also decide when are you going to do your ritual and then I want you to actually create a short, common, and long version of the ritual. Okay, so let's say my morning ritual is usually 30 minutes long. Most days, that's how much time I have. Most days, that's how much time I'll be able to give to it. But let's say I sleep in and I really needed to because I've been feeling under the weather. I might have a truncated version of my ritual that I can move through in five minutes. It may not give me the same exact feeling that I would have if I had the full 30 minutes, but I think by still moving through a quick ritual, it will help me transform it. So this way, if you have a wild day, you can still do your ritual. You can still sort of feel transitioned, but you don't have to just skip it, right? You also might have a long version. Let's say my kids sleep in and I just want to revel in it. I might have a longer version of it that if I get a chance, I can stretch it out. I can really enjoy it. And then I also want you to give yourself flexibility within your ritual. So when I read people talking about their morning routines, their morning rituals, oftentimes they're really regimented. And if that regiment works for you, do your thing. But if you are someone who wants a ritual, but you're kind of turned off by how regimented they seem to need to be, I want you to give yourself some flexibility within your ritual. So the way that I do this is my morning ritual, for example, has five different parts, but I do not do all five parts every single day. Each day, I sort of consider what is it that I need today? And I choose the three that I think are best suited for where I am that particular day. This gives me some flexibility It creates a little bit of novelty because I don't have to do it exactly the same each day. It gives me some flexibility. It's kind of like if you are a person that meal plans and you're like, hey, instead of being like Monday we eat this, Tuesday we eat this, Wednesday we eat this, you're like, all right, here are five meals that we're making this week, but then you just choose one. So you're like, Monday, I really feel like pizza. Like that sounds so good. Or maybe you're like, Monday things went longer at work than I expected so I want something really quick. So you have you have planned but you're not so regimented that you have to eat it on the particular night that you decided. You're just like hey I'm going to eat these five meals and they're going to happen sometime this week. This is the same with sort of your rituals. Give yourself some flexibility within your ritual if you really struggle with the regimented part of a ritual or routine. Give yourself some flexibility within your ritual.
So why do rituals help you with your goals? What is it about rituals that make goals go? First, they pair actions with things that you dig, things that you actually like. So rewards are built into the process. You learn to love the process, not just the outcome. So your rituals should feel special. You should find yourself wanting to do them. And this is in part because you've infused them, you've infused into your rituals things that you really enjoy, like the candle, like the tea. There should be elements of your ritual that you enjoy. They are also infused with meaning. So the process itself reminds you of your why. So if you make a cup of tea and you think, yes, I decided to make this tea because it calms me. And the ritual that I'm about to do is designed to help me relax and start my day from a place of calm. In other words, my why is baked into the ritual and is evoked by the actions that I take. So the mindful state of rituals versus routines invites you to remember the meaning behind your actions. Finally, behavior scientist Francesca Gino wrote an article published in Scientific America She cites all sorts of research that shows that rituals can reduce anxiety, help us enjoy things more like family holidays, and they give us a greater sense of control. They also can help us with self-discipline. Finally, I want you to resist the urge to create too many rituals at once. So if this episode has pumped you up and you're like, yeah, rituals, and you're thinking of all of these different places that you could use some transitioning, that you could use some transformation, I want to encourage you to just choose one ritual that will best serve you in the season that you are in and to focus on that right now. I want you to experiment with a ritual a little. I want you to play around with how you order things. See if evoking certain senses is more powerful than others. Give yourself at least three months to solidify your ritual before creating a new ritual in another area of your life. Because if over the course of the year, so if every three months you chose a different ritual to focus on, over the course of the year, you would have four really well-established rituals. And y'all, that would be so powerful. So give yourself permission to just focus on one ritual right now and choose the one that will best serve you in the season that you're in. Again, if you need some extra guidance, buy the 2023 goal setting workbook on plangoalplan.etsy.com. It's $19.97. It's got some guidance around rituals. I think that that paired with the other reflections that you do would be really helpful for you. I hope this episode has you brainstorming where in your life you could use rituals. I hope it gave you the tools that you need to start creating a ritual or to reinvigorate a ritual that has slipped into a routine. So when we hear people talk about empty rituals, empty rituals are just routines, folks. I hope this gives you the pizzazz, the magic, the extra dose of spunk you need to keep making progress on your 2023 goals. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.